What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of the Half-Gen Podcast. I know what you're thinking. Chris and Ross back at it again. Usual shenanigans. Let me tell you, friends. Grad school is a dangerous thing. Grad school takes away the social lives of friends around the globe every year. For just 99 cents a day, you can help a poor grad student pay off their loans instead of working every day and help them get their life back. To tell us more, here's our special guest, Mark. I literally was going to start singing that like Sarah McLachlan song. Yep. I, was like, I was like, in the arms. And I was like, I was like, ah, oh, but when do I jump in? I'm like, ah, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> I That was completely like, I had no plan to do that. It just kind of happened. Um, Mark is here. Yeah, Mark is here. What's up? Not much. What's up? Yeah, not much. Uh, yeah, so jokes aside, Ross is not here this week. He is very busy, swamped by school. Mm. Um, so Mark graciously uh, is stepping in this week. Mark, I'm just going to get this out of the way because this is a gaming podcast. Mm-hmm. But we all know the biggest thing right now is Infinity War. I thought you were going to say Data Boy. And I know. On PS4. <laughs> no, I, second biggest thing. That, it's had its time. You know, it's a couple weeks now. It's, yeah. you know, it's had its run. Uh, Mark, thoughts on Infinity Wars? Spoiler free. Ooh, spoiler free. That's going to be really Spoiler easy. free. That's actually really yeah. easy. I think the hype, because let's face it, we all buy into hype sometimes. Sometimes it lets us down. The fact that this movie turned out so damn good, and when you really think about it, honestly, it's been a 10-year hype. Really, yeah. It's not like Thanos was, you know, created in the comic books after the first Iron Man movie came out. Just like, you know, Civil War, that already happened. Like, that was the first, you know, let's face it, that's one of the first real big movie for MCU that we were excited for, Civil War, that lived up to it. Now Infinity Wars did the same thing. Yeah, I... When when I was talking to you in our spoiler-laden conversation earlier, um, I really compared it a lot to, like, God of War in the sense of, like, it was a game that came... Like, God of War was a game that came with a lot of hype and then kind of blew away expectations in a way, like, you wouldn't expect a game that hyped to do. And I feel like Infinity War does a lot of the same things, where it's like, you have this crazy hype machine surrounding this thing... And then it still kind of just blows you away. And it's like, that's... Bravo. I will, I'm going to make a bold statement. Thanks to Infinity Wars, I forgive them for Iron Man 3 and Age of Ultron. I forgive you, Marvel. I forgive them for Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah. Well... <laughs> forgive them for Age of Ultron. I will never forget... Iron Man 3. Um, yeah, so, you know what's funny, too? And one thing I was thinking about during the movie, um, without spoiling anything specific, there is a lot of travel, will you say, throughout mm. the film? Definitely. To different locales, possibly Ooh, a lot of flyer on Earth used. and in some places, maybe not so on Earth. Canada. Um... <laughs> Mainly Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a rumor 
no quote. I, I, I remember reading about it a while ago. I have nothing in front of me to source for this. But there was a rumor that the Crystal Dynamics Avengers game will be kind of Square Enix's destiny. Hmm. And okay. I was, I, I at some point watching this film, that popped in the back of my head. And see, now I'm bringing it back to games. You see that transition? I Nobody actually, saw it coming. I saw it coming because I was going to bring up Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Boom, there's a, well, th- tra- further transition in just a moment. Keep that bookmark it. Um, right in the pocket. <clears throat> yeah. But based on what I saw in Infinity War, it's like, they could probably do that. That could be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. They, there is a a diverse enough, even just in this one film, there is a diverse enough selection of locations where it's like, yeah, I could see some fake Iron Man going to some planet in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's like, <laughs> I see yeah, what you did there. yeah, ah, yeah. insider. Like, I was uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna slap my knee, but I realized my mic would pick that up as if like someone yeah. shot a gun. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but could, yeah. Uh, so I wish I could find. I'm gonna try and look it up. Uh, Mark, why don't you? Talk about uh, because you've you've played both of the Tomb Raider games, right? I have on multiple I platforms. Dabbled, I dabbled in the definitive edition of the first reboot, and mm. I haven't touched any of them since. Okay, well, I mean, I played the first reboot on PS3, then I actually rebought it on PS4, then I got Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4, and then I have both also on Xbox One. I mean, okay, so this is also since I'm gonna. Tying a movie, the Tomb Raider movie. Oh, hey. People don't talk before, about before before right. we get too off. I, to, I, I, to, I, I actually I just, want to hear about the source. So yeah, before I we we interject, uh, I have an IGN article from September fifth, twenty seventeen. I also have one from Power Up Gaming and mm. Digital Trends. Mm. Um, sci-fi dot com. That's right. I forgot they write about games and stuff now. Bleeding cool. Um, regardless, IGN is the most reputable of those, arguably. Um, upcoming Avengers game will feature social shared online play and will at least in some combat sections resemble a third-person cover-based action-adventure game. Okay. I mean, I... And specifically, I guess this was the original thing from the Power Up Gaming article. It is titled um, "The Avengers Product" or the, "The Avengers Project Is Square Enix's Destiny." Um, I see what they did there. Yeah. So yeah, huh? I actually yeah. yeah. Now that you mention it, I mean, uh, yeah, third person action game. Uh, an external, yeah, to guide, mentor, and lead the design, development, cutting-edge online experiences. Yeah, so it's going to be an online kind of shared world kind of game. So, yeah. yeah. That could be... AKA Destiny or The Division, you know? Um, that could be pretty cool if you do it right. Yeah, I mean... Or it could be Destiny. Yeah, like, well, let's see. Like, the way I see it is, well, if you take kind of, like... From a visual standard, the Tomb Raider franchise that Crystal Dynamic has done wonders with, and you should be noted. Yeah, they're not working on the new one. 
I know. It's weird. Yeah. It's but, like, I'm sorry, continue. The trailer said, like, in association with, like, yeah, so I was I like, it's, 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 it's whatever. But, like, so if they take that style, like, I've been saying it for a really long time, like, it's beating a dead horse. Like, if they took the Tomb Raider thing and took Rocksteady's, like, Arkham City style, they could make, like, a Green Arrow game. And now I'm like, oh, if they take Tomb Raider thing, Crystal Dynamic, when it said they were doing Avengers, I'm like, oh, shit, it's probably going to be fucking Hawkeye. Like, they got the bow mechanics down right with Tomb Raider, so... I mean, he'll probably be there in some capacity. And then I was like, as long as it's... you get Like, they don't do that whole thing where you make your own hero. Like, that would be kind of garbage. But, like, I know, but, like, how else do you do it? Like, how do you have a shared world game where everyone's Iron Man? Not everyone would be Iron Man. Listen, your love of Iron Man aside, I feel that not everybody would be (laughs) Iron Man. I would be obscure. I know, I know. I just... I'm just saying, like, as an example, you know, yeah. if, like, well, like everyone's going to be Captain when America. When there's man. 80 Iron Man's, you know, Deadpool, 60 Captain America's, and... We all played Marvel Heroes on the PS4. We know who everyone played. Everyone bought Deadpool. So, <laughs> everyone's going to yeah. be running around as Deadpool, being like, yeah, hey, Jimmy Chuck, going to be in this game, because this is, I'm pretty sure this is just the stuff Marvel owned leading up to its initial development. Yeah, you never know DLC. Because Marvel owns every I'll, game, I'll, you know? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because if it was everything Marvel owned, like you're like you're cutting out a big chunk, like all the X Men, anything Fantastic Four related, anything like. I know, so, but it's an Avengers game. They're yeah, but they're not yeah. they're not completely irrelevant. But it's like they're not yeah. important. They're not like integral to that experience. Oh, I know, but it's, you're not missing characters no, because really the Fantastic not. Four isn't there. I mean, there's that one time. And besides, Captain Avengers, America's going to be there anyway. Chris Evans is. The Human Torch. Yeah. That would be great if, like, there was just a deleted scene from, like, Infinity War where he's just like, Flame on! <laughs> just fights Thanos. <laughs> I feel like if I was him, I would do that on set constantly, right, when they say action. Yeah, kind of like how Mike, kind of like how, uh, apparently, like, Michael Keaton the whole time during uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, whenever he had, like, fight scenes with uh, Tom Holland this and that, he would, like, whisper to him, like, I'm Batman. Constantly. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's, like, thoroughly amusing. Like, I like that. Like, I assume there's that, like, meta fourth wall, like, breaking it down, saying that constantly. And I would be hard-pressed to say that he's probably saying Flame On constantly. Yeah, I imagine it comes out at least once per film. Yeah. Or kind of like anything, like, on Deadpool, they make Ryan Reynolds, like, do the Green Lantern Oath randomly. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he wants to forget that. Yeah, but no, but, Crystal uh, Dynamics though. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the game would work. I honestly don't like with because I don't think everything needs to be online anymore. Like some of the best like superhero games. Like, what was that X Men game that we that was on PS3 that we played where it was like completely single player, but it was amazing. Where it was it was like X Men something future or something like the one that they stopped printing because of the licensing with the company that made it. X Men Legends. Maybe. The precursor to Ultimate Alliance? I don't know. Because that was PS2. I believe it was PS3. I could be wrong. It was X-Men Destiny. Wolverine? Yeah, X-Men <laughs> Destiny is what it was. It was basically... It was an action RPG. X-Men Destiny. 
X-Men Destiny. All right, hold on. I need to yeah. look this up. I don't it, think I played it. I had a lot of fun. It's like it's still listed online from Now that you mention it, it sounds familiar. Yep, okay. I know what yeah. you're talking about now. It was one of the ones where like you couldn't find it for a while cuz something happened. Cuz it was with... developed by Silicon Knights. Yeah. And Wait. they're gone. They're so gone and everything they ever touched is gone. Yeah. Rest in peace to human. Right. I will always remember you fondly. That's not a joke. I liked that game. I know. I, I, we've talked extensively about this. No, I'm just saying, for anybody listening, yeah. I, I liked that game. Yeah, I don't I care. Too. That was, was a good game. Ross likes that game. Like, I, we all genuinely enjoy that game. <laughs> Half I, Gen approves. <laughs> thumbs up on that. Yeah, that was... Uh, but no, that was like... I was like, action RPG is fine. Like, I don't know what... I feel like they I make mean, it too I have ambitious. To, I have to imagine that that idea came well before you know obviously well before they knew destiny yeah. 2 was going to turn out the way it did um because you know <laughs> destiny did it but then ubisoft came out with the division and in some ways did it better and there was obviously a one a desire for that game because both games performed well sales wise and critically and second there was room to improve yeah so and crystal dynamics is I mean, given their track, it's not a flawless track record, but they're just as good at developers as any of them, you know? Like, they could. And based on their more recent projects, in some ways, maybe better. They've got a better track record recently, you know? Yeah, you should really uh, sit down and play Rise, especially because you have the PS4 Pro Rise of Tomb Raider. Play it on that. You'll be like. I have it on PC. I got it for free. Yeah, uh, Humble Bundle, I think. Well, then you should probably be playing that. Just gonna tell that. Yeah, I don't. At some point, maybe. It's it's um, it's it's not a, it's. If you do like all the exploring and picking everything up and all like the little nitpicking I, stuff, I always do that though. Why do you think I'm not far in God of War? It's not that I haven't put a lot of time into the game. It's because I'm trying to find everything. Oh, well, I already got the trophies before I got to where I was right now. I already got all the trophies for finding everything in the lake. Well, just to, it was uh, like you found every location in the lake, and I was like, oh, great. Yeah, well. Well, just to give you an idea, all the collectibles, a lot of stuff, you have to wait until you clear and then go back to get stuff. Oh, I know. That's the mistake that caught me off guard, especially, like, the Odin's Ravens. Like, that's literally the last collectible-based trophy I need outside of if, a few, if, like... if I get to the point where the Platinum is achievable, I'm using a guide. I don't care. Oh, I am with the Ravens, 100%. Yeah, because like, I'm not... Because everything I've, I've found done without it. Tw- almost 30 of them. Like, yeah. just kind of on my own, and I'm kind of proud of that, because it's like, hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty all right getting the stuff in this game. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I've it's... unlocked every chest that I found, you know? You know what I do for the guide, though, is when, because on the main map, it tells you, oh, X out of X has been discovered. Like, I'm going around, like, a semicircle around the lake, just 100%ing all the different areas, and there's one yeah. area where it's like, oh, I'm at 86%, and you look, and it's like, oh, I got one out of, like, three ravens. It's like, well... And it was a pain in the ass area to traverse, and I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Let me just look up a guide and see, and like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Because a lot of the guides tell you, oh, if you go through like, you know, little fast travel doors, it's like if you start at this door and you go this way, it's right there. And I'm like, oh, that makes it so much easier for me. Because yep. when I have every other collectible and it's just one raven, it's like I have no need to go through. Because some of those areas, they take some time to go through it. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Like, and and the thing that finally got me to kind of ease off it was like, I kept like exploring places and then it would be like, oh yeah, there's a side mission there now. And I'm like, God damn it. 
Fucking dwarfs. I'm like, it's like every <laughs> other video game, and I'm so stupid because it's like the game will try to take you to these places. A good game will try and lead you towards secrets. They're not yeah. going to just tell you where they are, but they'll take you towards them. And it's like, God damn it. I could have just I could have came here for a reason and only done this once. It was like um in Final Fantasy 15. No, no. There was the enemy, that crazy thing in the sewers under... Um, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, Insomnia. To get the car headlights, right? Yeah, and so I yeah. went and did it. And like, and then I had a hunt to go kill it again. And I was yep. like, no, delete this from my book. I'm never doing this. That's... <laughs> I was like, I refuse to navigate that again. Yeah, that was, that was that actually really sucked. difficult. That place and all that to get the regalia F or whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah. hey, get the headlights. Then, it's like, fuck headlights. And then I'm not even going to talk about the goddamn Pityos dungeon. Why'd you bring that up? Read about Why? it on halfgen.com. Why? Why do Let's you have to talk this? about the Pityos dungeon? I it's on the website. Shit. No, don't even it read it. Designed, it was designed by a sociopath. It was, and not even a sociopath like myself could beat it. Actually, I did beat it, but. <laughs> I did, I beat it. It, was, it, it wasn't was, easy. It was. Literal hours. Like, yeah. I dedicated an evening to this. Like, it's like a five to six hour puzzle dungeon. Yeah. Even with a guide. Oh, yeah, with a guide. It's still like three hours. I tried if to do you know a guide, exactly what to up. do, it's still like three hours. It was worst. It's one of the worst dungeons, I think. It in any broke my PS4 twice. Like, it kept overheating my PS4. I could attempt it <laughs> once per day. Your and PS4 then I had to turn angry. my PS4 off. The fucking, the fighter jet engine, the afterburners turned on, and it was like, yo, slow down with this dungeon. You've been here for four hours. It's like, easy, and you're man. like, not even break. halfway. I'm thinking, I gotta be close. No, I wasn't even halfway. And then you can't save in the nope. dungeon, so you have to start it over. Way to bring up traumatic memories. I almost. I'm glad I, I did almost, the show. Almost never played the game again. Thank I, God I did, because I yeah. really liked that game. But right. man, I'm I'm never gonna return to that. I mean, I got the platinum in it, and I did like it, but I didn't get the season pass or anything. Yeah, but I'm DLC. stupid enough that I'm playing on PC now. And I'm gonna be like, well, I have to do it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> do it for the views, you know, so my Twitch chat will watch me and laugh as I'm miserable for f six hours on like a Sunday or something. I wouldn't just even swearing watch that. at the screen. I wouldn't even watch that just because I'm like, nope, I'm gonna get frustrated watching it. I yeah, because you've that. lived it. Yeah. You understand the pain. That's just, that's just putting more salt in it. It's like, hey, Mark, remember that like, wound you thought was healed? Let's rip it, open the stitches on it, and reopen that bad. Hey, it's like, hey, no, put these, put these salted lemons on your eyes. Yeah, right. Trust me, you don't uh, want to see this. No. No. Uh, so I take it then the main game you're going through right now is God of War. Yeah, I pretty your... much exclusively played God of War this week. Um, actually, that's a fact. I've exclusively played God of War this week. Yeah, I would like to say the same. Wait, here's the thing. I beat the game. I love the game. Like, I think this is the from a just not just a story, but from like a gameplay, like features, mechanical. Like, this is how you revitalize a franchise. Because God of War is getting stale. I have friends that worked on it. No disrespect to you guys. Ascension was stale. And I mean, that, you could you knew that looking yeah. at Ascension. Ascension this, looked like a game yeah. where it was like, we made this engine. This engine was expensive. Put another game on it. 
Yeah, and it was just like it was still the same like God of War, like really linear hack and slash type, you know, deal. And it's like, oh, there's some upgrades, that's not, but that's always been in them. This time around, it's like, man, I can explore. Let's everything has a meaning in this. Every little collectible, this and that, Mimir going around telling you stories. Everything is just adding more lore to Norse mythology, which let's face it, is not as popular of mythology as Greek mythology. I like Norse mythology. I'm Frankly, I also like. I mean, I know it's classic God of War to make the gods out to be, like, you know, these evil overlord-type people. Yeah. But, like, I really like how they're making, like, you know, because it's such a contrast. Because you have, like, the Avengers. And Thor is out there saving the world, this selfless hero. And, you know, oh, I will do this thing because I am a god. And that's my job is to protect Earth. And then you have Thor in this game, and he's just, like, yeah, so he married someone and then hated them and then killed well. them. And it's like, Thor's a bastard. It's like, Thor killed my wife and then killed me because I was mad at him. Or, you know, like, yeah, Odin trapped me here because he's a he was a bad husband and he was afraid that I was going to betray him. So he made it so I can never leave. Oh, okay. So I had to explain this to a friend of mine because he brought up the comic book Thor. I was like, the comic book Thor really barely kind of like it glossed over real norse mythology because real norse mythology is like just as bad as greek mythology a lot of violence a lot of uh, pillaging a lot of putting things in holes you shouldn't put them in and take that however you want Mm -hmm. a lot of people in that norse Mm -hmm. mythology did the same thing and um so i was like "Ah," i was like i liked it was as a nice tone i was really like i think we talked about this before the game even came out when they announced it i was like i'm concerned on how they're gonna freaking like they better not mash up greek mythology into norse mythology and i'm kind of glad how the story was because i was like oh man watch it be like some free-for-all where like zeus and odin are like oh it's for and hercules and thor are facing off i'm like i don't want to see that i kind of do but i don't but I'm really glad they stuck to like Norse mythology and they actually – but they've always been really good at doing their research. Like all the Greek mythology in the previous games, they've always made sure everything was accurate even though they were kind of like making their own story within it. So I was like – I was really happy that almost every collectible, everything added lore because you can go on the lore page and just read everything. And I'm like, this is great. I was like, I hope this franchise continues like that. But that being said, I beat the game and then doing cleanup on trophies – I need to take a break every once in a while. So I started playing Digimon Story Cyber Slew Hackers. <laughs> because the Golden Week sale is going on on the PlayStation Store. I saw store. that. Oh, there's so much tasty sales in there. Like, there's Romance of the Three Kingdom, Nobunaga's Ambition. I was like, oh, these great games I want to get. So I went with Digimon because that's like my go-to. Right. Um. Oh, you know what? Actually, there was one other game that I played. There's one other game. Before I get into that, uh, I don't think you actually had the chance to talk about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I don't know if there was anything specifically you I just watched to the say tra- about the trailer. And, I mean, obviously really good looking trailer because it's a trailer. Um, I'm curious because I guess she's she just stopping the Mayan apocalypse. Huh. That's what the synopsis was, I think. It was something about, like, race to stop a uh, Mayan apocalypse that was foretold, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, but there's Mayans in the trailer, I think. Neat. But I thought they were gone. I was like, what <laughs> you trying to say? <laughs> El <Were> Dorado. They... <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, then. El so, goddamn Dorado. But it's kind of great because, like, you know, the other games, like, they've really been planting the seed a lot of, like, Lara Croft's 
backstory turning her into the tomb raider now they're just like this is kind of the culmination of her becoming yeah, they, the tomb raider that she's they're like, pegging like, oh. this as the last entry in the origin trilogy yes and i was like which nice sounds planet. really weird it's a really weird way to describe that it this is, is the I last chapter of the beginning of this story and it's like this could not be like weirder. This could not be more different than the first one. It's like you you took it all the way. <laughs> well, I was kind of mad because like the first game is just called Tomb Raider. Yeah. And I was kind of mad because then it was Rise, then Shadow, and at first I was like, man, are they like naming these like they do the Planet of the Apes, like Dawn, oh, I was, Rise, I was, War? No, I know? was thinking Batman. That too. Tomb Raider, the yeah. Dark Tomb Raider, Rise like, of the Dark Tomb Raider. Because I was like, <laughs> if they if they just did the first one, like you know something. Of Tomb Raider, because then it's like, okay, now if this is like the prequel trilogy to her becoming Tomb Raider, you can't name the next game just Tomb Raider, right? Because what Lara is the Croft next game? Is Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tomb Raider, Narrated the actual beginning. Yeah, Tomb Raider, the actual beginning. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, or are they gonna call it the Tomb Raider? That's what I was thinking. I was like, they're called the Tomb Raider or Dawn of the Tomb Raider. Like I said, they're going to take all the Planet of the Apes names and just use that instead. Yeah. I don't know, but no, the, the other two games were really good. I played them multiple times just because of how good... Like, I was kind of glad Jeez. they took the multiplayer out of the second game because that was not needed in the first one. Yeah. But, like, looking at this one and the initial impression... Because I've heard, you know, some people having some slightly mixed opinions about it. Like, do you look at this and say, hey, you know what? This is going in an exciting direction. Or are you like, I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, they're touching on the Mayan apocalypse. And I'm a sucker for apocalypses. Um, the downside is, like, while the games are great, they're kind of the same. They use the same engine, same cookie cutter, everything. So you're not going to get – they. it's not like God of War where like Ascension to this one, there's a big jump of quality. Or Uncharted even, they do a lot of jump in like a, in each game. Like there's something improved on tenfold from Tomb Raider to Rise of Tomb Raider. There wasn't really that big of a leap. I mean if you had a PlayStation VR, you can explore her mansion in VR. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I'm curious if they make a lot of changes to it. From a, like, there's nothing wrong with the gameplay. It's just kind of repetitive and stagnant. Like, oh, use your pickaxe to like open up all this stuff to collect things, and then just go, you know, hunt some animals to get skin to upgrade your pouches and stuff. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's all there was to it. And it was kind of like repeat, repeat, repeat over and over again. Right. Yeah. Um. That's kind of what got me is like it had a real like, and I know, and you know, I know there's the people out there, Lara Croft was doing this way before Nathan Drake. And yes, yes, she was, but he was doing it well much earlier than she was. Um, because it was more character development than she did. Um, yeah, so like I looked at it, I was like, yeah, this is a good game that's a lot like Uncharted. And at the time, I was like, I'm kind of over that. Um, it's like Uncharted 4 and that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, it came at a time that I just wasn't interested. Um, no fault of the game. It was just, you know, that was the situation. Yeah, it was a um, weird time when it came out. Like, because, you know, I mean, Square, it was in between. It wasn't in between a lot of big releases. It was just. The last, the last Tomb Raider game I played before that was the, the Shadow Angel one or whatever. 
Underworld. Angel of Darkness. No idea what that is. Temple of Osiris. No, Angel of Darkness, I think. And it was broken. I remember uh, I needed to find something in a box. It was super early in the game. And I had to find something for to progress. And I opened the box where it was and it wasn't there. I was like, wait, fact checking. Yeah, I was like, there um, was a Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness. It, apparently it yeah. was a PS2 game and it looks so bad. Yep, it was the game that got core off of the franchise, and that that was the last game I think they made, and then Crystal Dynamics took over after that. They started kind yeah. of fixing it. Um, but yeah, God. like, that game was trash, and that was the first and only Tomb Raider game I ever bought prior Funny, to the reboot. I only played the first one on PlayStation, and then I bought Underworld on 360. Yeah. I, um, and I, tr- I remember... Because I was a kid, and I didn't know, and I was like, Mom, this game's not working. So we brought it back to Media Play, and Media Play... I know! Thank you. Ross doesn't know what Media Play is. It was right and I always the plaza try and ex- where I Ames try and- was. I know, I always try and explain, didn't it go where Ames was? No, they Ames were next door to closed. each other. They oh, were next to each I other. Ames, like, was already Ames, closed. Ames closed and Media Play closed about eight months later. I only know this oh, because okay. when Ames was closing, I went in there and I found Sukoden one and two on PlayStation for seven ninety nine each. And nice. then when Media Play was closing, we don't even talk about all the anime and games I pillaged. Dude, there. freaking Media Play was the best store. The best store. Quote Let's me. give you everyone an idea. It's basically FYE, but the size of a Best Buy with like the prices of like rolled back Walmart prices, but still yeah, top like, tier. Like you went in and like they just had these zones, and it was like you went to the game zone, and like there was just this wall of TVs playing trailers. There were displays of games you could play every system. They just had like controllers. Like I remember just sitting there, like while my parents were shopping, just playing Tech and Tag, you know, oh, yeah. and it's just like. I have so many memories of buying games that they had books, they had some furniture, they had movies, like, and the store, it wasn't like aisles, like Best Buy, it was like no. diagonal and like yeah. crazy and, and nuts nothing was, and like no, shit was None everywhere, of the shelves were like, higher than like what, four feet, everything like yeah. was at eye level. And, and it was like shit was everywhere, but where it was, it made sense. And it was like, it, it was this store that felt like, you know, it wasn't trying to be edgy, but it was definitely like this isn't your usual like retail experience. It was like it was it was you almost went like in there a mom and pop store, shop. That almost. store had personality. Like Media Play felt different from every other store I went to. I think one of my older cousins, she was working there when before they closed this night. I remember just going there and I was like, mmm, this place is amazing. The best thing was too the game area, like in the back wall. It's like everything else was like low shelves. So you can see, like, you can look over all the shelves except for the video game wall, where it's like, it was just almost seven feet tall, just games, everything you think of. Even at the time, like, out print the games. Like, at the time, the Super Nintendo wasn't making any new games. They still had Super Nintendo stuff, like, they in had the box. Everything. And if you if they didn't have it, they would get it. You would just be like, oh, yeah. hey, do you have this? No, but we'll order it. Yeah. Like, you want it? You know? It? And like, you could do that? They're like, yeah, like, dude, it was, it's the internet. It's like, what's the internet? That was, like, the first time I ever heard of pre-ordering. Like, I was into Gundam Seed because it was on Toonami. Mm. And, like, they changed the time so I couldn't watch it anymore. And, like, I was like, hey, mom, take me to the store. I want to buy this. And they didn't have it. And they were like, yeah, you can pre-order it. It comes out in September. I'm like, you can what? <laughs> I order it ahead of time. And then, and they're like, like yeah, here, it will be here the day it comes out. You can come pick it up. And I was like, mom. 
And she was like, okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that store. Man, if I was ever, like, filthy rich, I would bring back Media Play. I would, too. I would would bring back Media Play and make it, like, the ultimate destination store. I have it less music, though. That yes, in less movies. There was there was way too much music in that that store. Like you could probably fit like a whole entire McDonald's. Well, into remember, the they had like cassettes section. and stuff still too. They yeah. also had a, like a huge collection of vinyl. Think like a Newberry Comics, if anybody's familiar with that. That, but like three, four times the size, and like just instead of all comics, they had comics, but then they also had the music and stuff like that. They had, like, the pop culture stuff. That's the only problem, is a media play of today would be full of Funko Pops. Oh, uh, it would be Funko Pops. And, like, it would look any... like the half of the game stuff that it, nobody shops on. My fear is it would, be, it would be, like, some weird, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, fusion dance of, like, Hot Topic and FYE. Without the clothing. No, I would, I would have classic media play, man. Like, media play would be the kind of place that would be like, yo, let's have a freaking tournament or for something, you know? Street Fighter's cool, let's have a Street Fighter tournament, you know? And just be like, so midnight no release ever. tournament, let's go! <laughs> like, clear out half the store, let's build an arena. <laughs> <laughs> I get so see a media play doing that back in the day. Like, let's just uh, build an arena and just do stuff. <laughs> media play was like... Media Play cool, was your like cool one. friend that had everything. It was a cool and place Media to go to. Play kind of like Blockbuster. Blockbuster was actually cool before, like a years, yeah. a couple of years before this, when you can go in there and like play games. And they actually used to have Street Fighter tournaments at Blockbuster. Like that's it was like cool Blockbuster, but a store. And then everything died. Everything went away. Everything they took everything from like, Amazon. It, it was like if going into a Best Buy didn't suck, and instead of just going, getting what you need, and leaving. You actually wanted to stay there. Yeah, it had like that kind of like Starbucks personality in the sense of like I want to be here a while, you know. Of, I want to connect to the Wi-Fi and just. Huh? When did Best Buy get sucky? Because I used to enjoy going to Best Buy, and I realized the last like maybe five or six times I've gone in the last like two to three years, like I realized I don't like it in there. Well, it's because Best Buy has they're focused on profit margins now, and they have to be. I will say, I am glad Best Buy still exists because Best Buy is the only company out there that is like in the retail apocalypse is like, no, we we fixed it. We're good. Like Amazon is coming to us to make TVs. You know, they're making fire TVs exclusively with Best Buy. Oh, wow. They're putting the fire TV in in, in Insignia TVs and Best Buy is becoming a partner on Amazon. So they're going to sell stuff at stores, at BestBuy.com, and on Amazon. And they're the exclusive retailer on Amazon or otherwise for the Fire TVs, like actual TVs with Fire TV built in. And like, that to me is really cool because it's like Amazon's supposed to be this all-killing thing. But they look at Best Buy and they're like, it's important for our customers to be able to go to a place and use this thing. And then Best Buy's like... Go buy it on Amazon, fuckers. We don't care. We get the money anyway. Right. I'm curious <laughs> to see how that dynamic's going to work out when... Because as everyone keeps alluding to and knowing about, eventually the pre-order for games on Amazon discount is not going to be a thing anymore. 
But yeah, I mean, Best Buy still, still get it. it. I was going to say, but Best Buy still does it with their game unlock or whatever their club yeah, is Yeah, like, Best Buy's not a bad store. It's just a go in there and get what you want store. It's like you're yeah. going into Best Buy for something. You don't you've either You've looked at it on Amazon, and you're like, two days is too long. I'm going to go to Best Buy. <laughs> right. It's like, if you can't wait for the two-day Prime shipping, that, or That's their biggest market. Yeah. It's like Prime shoppers who are so, like... Over the two-day wait that they're like, I'm just going to go drive ten minutes and get it now. <laughs> oh, or it's man. like, I'm trying to think. Because, like, I don't know. Like, when you go there to Best Buy, like, you don't browse. Like, you already know what you want. Because, like, you can't browse that store. Like, I like, look just because, like, hey, maybe they have a crazy collector's edition on sale or something. But I think it's just, like, with the internet, there's no browsing anymore in a store. That, I think, is the biggest problem, almost. This is a gaming podcast, by the way. Um, yeah, talking about marketing, biggest, you know, downfall the, sales. The, the biggest problem for retail is everything is a click away. You don't yeah. need to, like, like you, sh- there are, you should go to a store before you buy a refrigerator. Yeah. Because you should look at that refrigerator and be like, is this going to work? You should sit on a couch before you buy because That's you're going boring. to be sitting on that couch a lot. You should look at a TV before you buy it. Because, granted, they have it set up a very certain way. But mm. you can very easily tell the difference between a good TV and a bad TV that are both set up to look good. And it's like, oh, no, okay, that one. Yeah, clearly. Um, or, I mean, you know, eh, I don't know. I think... I, but, I like, uh, at the same time... I browse time, at some stores, but not Best For the Buy. most part, for, like, a video game, you know when the games are coming out. You're not browsing for the latest releases. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hey, g- <gasps> Okay, Google. What games came out this week? I hope Google I tells you. Damn it, Google! Oh, look at that. <laughs> Google Home can't do that yet. It did not... I bet my phone would do it, though. Did not prove your point, but... Hold on. Okay, Google. She's listening. What games came out this week? My there we go. She found it. Quiet, you. <laughs> um, yeah, but if I, did like, that, if I did that with Siri, Siri would be like texting her mom, I came out this week. It's like, no, what games came out this week? <laughs> Siri, no. <laughs> Why are you doing Siri, this? Siri, no. Why are you like this? It's like, why do you do this to me? You tweeting did this, it, Mark. Tweeting it now, Mark. It's like, no. You did this, Mark. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... the iPhone X instead of the A plus, bitch. It's like, no. No. But yeah, like, it, it's just like... it. There is no, like, window shopping like you used to. You know, like... The only times I went into a Best Buy to, like, window shop was, like, I'm very serious about buying a new TV. And it's yeah. like a TV is still one of those anything that costs more than like 300 400 bucks probably want to look at first, right? I would say that's a good threshold. Yeah. But most of what Best Buy uh, well, hold on, let me uh, take it. A lot of what Best Buy sells is less than that. You're not going to go to Best Buy to buy a CD unless you have an old car or are very stubborn. You're not going to go to Best Buy to buy a movie because you could stream it or buy it on Amazon. It's true. You're not going to go to Best Buy to buy a video game unless you get 20% off 
with their Gamer Club Unlocked, not sponsored by Best Buy. Nope. Um, or, you know, you just have to have it right now. But then you already know. You're not going in. You're going in because I want Call of Duty and I want to go home and play it. Right. Like No, 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 no. Protection is... plan. Shut the hell up. No, I just right. want to play Call of Duty. So here's the This one doesn't even have a single player, man. Come on. <laughs> the last time I was there at Best Buy, like, because I had, like, a gift card. I forgot how much it was for. I think it was, like, 50. And it took me three weeks to use it because, one, I didn't know what I wanted because I was browsing, and I hate browsing there. Two, every 45 seconds, so, uh, do you need help finding something? Is there anything I can help you with? Uh, you find everything you're looking for? I'm like, I'm just browsing. Oh, what are you browsing for? I'm like, not sure yet. Yeah. No, and it's like, I feel like in situations like that, when I do browse, I don't like what I buy, you know? Like, it's very rare. Like, I, th- the one time I browsed and bought something I genuinely wanted was I was at Best Buy and they happened to have a sale on all of Code Geass on Blu-ray. And okay. I was like, well... You've you forced my hand, Best Buy. Uh, <laughs> I was like, and I checked Amazon, and it was like a difference of like five total dollars. And I was like, you win this round, Best Buy. <laughs> I'm not gonna next wait day, two days just to save ne- the five dollars. The next day, the prices adjusted on Amazon, and they're now better by one dollar. <laughs> Go price match that shit. <laughs> well, no, I like how we just turned into like a nerdy lifestyle shopping. Guy. Well, it's okay. For a while, um, Nat was talking about his nest, and we were a home improvement podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so That's, this uh, isn't the first time or the last time we're going to go way off topic. Because I've, uh, I've been really good at uh, trying not to go on Avengers. Infinity War, spoiler-free. No, tangents. that's probably the one thing we can't really do right now, just because nobody else is. God forbid Ross listens to this podcast. I know, right? You know? Ross. Sorry, Ross. Sorry. Um, Snape kills Dumbledore. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Couldn't couldn't contain it anymore i just needed to tell people i've been holding it in for so long yeah so forced segue remember before when i was talking about that other game i played yeah yeah i played crackdown which one the first one. Oh wow ross not that, uh not that we were playing games on sunday and we couldn't think of anything to play and he was like chris what if we down some crack and i was like that's a really weird way to say what you meant, but yes, let's do that. <laughs> now, are you sure that he didn't mean the other meaning? And well, we were playing Crackdown, so... I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, no. We were both terrified that, like, we were going to load up that game and be like, oh, God, this isn't going to hold up. Like, you know, when you play a game that you just remember so fondly, but yeah. you stopped playing it, like... Like, that game came out in 07. It's been a while. And we played it then, and we maybe played it the latest in 2009. So nine years later, we're coming back to this game, and it's like, there's no way. There's no way it's as fun as we remember. And in the first ten minutes, we're like, at one point I was like almost crying. Because like, he like kicked me somewhere. And like, I landed in some water, and I looked to my left, and there's a hidden orb. I'm like, Frost, there's an orb here! And he's like, no way! (laughs) We're just jumping around, getting orbs and shit. We're just blowing stuff up, and we're like, holy god, my god, this game is amazing. Like, it still is so goddamn fun. That game... I have never wanted Crackdown 3 more than I do right now because if, if God you have Game Pass, it. you get to play it when it comes out. I just want it to come out and I want it to be okay. 
Like, we both yeah. agreed, if Crackdown 3 is half as good as Crackdown 1, it'll still be a good time. Yeah. That game, man, is just, it's so stupid. In the best ways. And, like, it, we we're just skipping all the cutscenes and just, like... Just running. Just running around. It's just, like, we never stopped. We were never standing still. There's always, like, shit, there's orbs over here. Like, we're getting, like, really intense. Like, alright, so we're gonna jump to that, and then that, and then we can get that orb up there. Then there's an orb to the left, and then we loop around. There's seven more. <laughs> and then, like, we get in a gunfight. They're like, oh, there's a gang leader here. But there's three orbs over there. Okay, we're gonna kill him real quick. Then we're gonna go get those orbs. <laughs> You know, it's a good game that actually held up, and I was surprised. It held up for the appeal and the story and just how much I enjoyed it was Jade Empire, because that's on the uh, I've never OG played backlist. That. I've never 999 right now on the Microsoft Store. I have it on it PC. I've got to play it oh, on PC well, when I... Definitely play it. It's, 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 I, that I was one of my favorite games. And that was one of my favorite games, and I was really concerned that it wasn't going to hold up well with... Uh, you know, because, like, when I, I had the Game Pass, like, I, we talked about last time, I was playing, like, you know, Fable and this and that. So it's like, oh, I'm playing all these old ones. And they, I'm sorry, Fable did not hold up well. It did, like, from a visual standpoint, it wasn't bad because they didn't try and, like, push the limits of graphics and it was that game. But the controls and interface of Fable really didn't hold up too well for me. Maybe it's because I've played a lot of games since then. But yeah. Well, Game that Empire was the concern, too, with, like, a game like Crackdown is, like, Crackdown already had weird controls, you know? Yeah. Like, some of the stuff was weird, like, the way, like, you you held down the trigger to, like, lock onto somebody, but then you had to use the right stick to target right. different parts and stuff, oh, and it was, like, I, yeah, awesome it was this weird, that. like, aim down, sticky sight, and lock on, and but not, like, you can't, like, lock on where you're looking, it just locks onto the center, and then you have to move and wait for the reticle to zoom in and stuff. So, like, it's not a perfect game, it's far from it, but, like, it just felt good just felt so good to play a game that was just so simply fun i never played the second one the second one was not i don't good. remember it. it was not good it was all about like oh there's freaks in the streets oh yeah i remember and i didn't play it i remember playing a little bit of it and just being like i don't want to play this anymore like as much as i loved crackdown and wanted crackdown 2 more than almost anything it was just like no no it's not the same hopefully this, <laughs> this one goes not... back to its roots because Ross, he made the joke. He said, if Crackdown 3 is half as good as this, it'll still be good. I said, was Crackdown 2 half as good as this? And he was like, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't think so. <laughs> so that should go to show you. Yeah. that's. Uh, there was a big drop. Um, the quality issue. For sure. If they don't show that at E3 with a release date, a firm release date, the game is I had one. Game is I dead. thought I had no. one. I thought I, I thought it was it September. Back. It was supposed to be out already. I thought, Did they I, give I it a I got, date? I thought I got pushed back to September. Hold on. I didn't think they gave it another date yet. Because they're still hyping it up as uh, one of the few exclusive games, uh, one of the few, few like Xbox games that are going to be on Game Pass at launch. Because they did uh, that, State of the Gate 2, and... Um, right now, according to... The initial Google result, it just says 2018. Um, hold on, Xbox.com. Here we go. The definitive source, straight from the source, from the Xbox. I'm talking to the Xbox Versus right now. now. Xbox, when does Crackdown come out? Coming soon. Pre-order now. Okay, I'm going to click the pre-order now button. 
Should give you a date. Okay, Windows 10. Pre-order now. And it takes... Okay, pre-order now. Yep, yep. Pre-order now. Good. It keeps taking me to the Crackdown 3 page on Xbox.com in a never-ending loop. That just shows you that you can't pre-order Crackdown Three. Yeah. So no, it does not have a release date. Well, they've been having issues, I think, on their site too with their store because, as if you haven't seen already, Game Pass is currently one dollar. So you can actually go on your Xbox right now, sign up for Game Pass for one dollar for a whole month. Microsoft Store. Hold on. And you get to play st- amazing games like State of Decay, the overhyped without any real substance Sea of Thieves. So when I go to the Microsoft Store on my Windows 10 PC and type in Crackdown 3. Okay. It says it came out yesterday. It comes up with Xbox Game Pass for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So yes... Crackdown 3 is not a result. (laughs) Did we just find out that Crackdown 3 is canceled? Starcraft Ghost? Oh, oh no. Like, Xbox Game Pass, the Crackdown guy is right there. He's two people away from the Master Chief. And oddly enough, the Master Chief is not the center character. It's random girl from Gears of War 4. Why is the Master Chief not the... Why, Microsoft? Why do you hate him so much? Mm, I don't know. Why do you hate the Master Chief now? It's 343's fault. It really is. Oh, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, Crackdown 3 is not available for purchase at the moment. (laughs) Um, It'll be out eventually. Uh, uh, no, I'm not so sure. <laughs> There's a lot of foreshadowing there. Like that's uh that's actually kind of scary. <laughs> so yeah, um, you might have heard it here first. <laughs> Crackdown Three is not available for sale. <laughs> Shit. It's, ex- it's exclusive. It's like <laughs> watch you say that, and then tomorrow. There's an announcement for the release date. Good. Good. I'll eat my words. <laughs> they sound delicious. Um, it's Crackdown. Mm, yeah. Um, so, Mark, mm-hmm. you went to E3 last year. Yes. For like are you going, to, for are like you going to E3 again this year? Uh, I, I, might, I might just do FanFest, honestly. <laughs> Just because, like, from the floor side of things, like, I don't really want to. I think I'd rather just go to the conferences. So, Ross and I were talking while playing Crackdown, and Ross posed the question, what does Microsoft's E3 look like this year? And I don't know if you're going to be on another podcast between now and E3. You're welcome to, but uh, we're going to start, obviously, talking more about E3. What does a Microsoft conference look like now? What, What do they show? At this alleged conference. 
at the FanFest. Uh, well, because FanFest is obviously their conference, but then right. They have no, I know, but I'm just saying yeah. in this in well, this theoretical I the conference. I was laying the ground. Building. I was I was laying down the groundwork for those who don't know what FanFest is. Um, honestly, we don't need new hardware. Hardware, push it aside. Do not like. The Xbox, like, they are going about to talk about Xbox One X enough that if you make oh, yeah. it a drinking game, talking about this game will look even better on Xbox One X. This well, game is it, enhanced for they, Xbox One X that if you turn it, it into a drinking game, you will get dangerous levels of alcohol in your blood system. Well, they just did that at their last Inside Xbox little like streaming thing they did on Mixer. Um, I think, honestly, backwards compatible. Yeah, and I they, think that's going to be a big chunk. They're going to have more games yeah. for that. But the thing Which is, is now, they're not just doing backwards compatible anymore. Now they're having upscaling with the Xbox One X. They're getting X enhanced. So, like, you know, ba- like, so I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. We're going to get a lot more backwards compatibility in games that are going to get, like, visual upgrades with the X. Then I think we're probably going to get some more, you know, modern exclusive game, like, you know, games. I have a feeling we're probably going to get another Forza announced. Okay. Um, I was... I'm scratching and... off the bingo card. Hold on. Yeah, right. The, regular, right. the, the middle the middle is, you know, just like Xbox One X enhanced. It's it, the it, middle it, square. It, That's a given. You start with Major that. Nelson. It's just Major Nelson's face. <laughs> just like, hey. But, um, no. Uh, let's see. Cause uh, we're, right. it's... More or less than 20. How many times do they use the word console exclusive? Do they have more than 20 console exclusives? <laughs> it's an honest question. I'm, um, I'm talking in like terms of like it's going term. to launch on Xbox and PC. Obviously, oh, no, they're you know, like, yeah, no, they're going to use console exclusive. They're going to do Xbox One X enhanced. Those are going to be the keywords. I feel like they might do something about the Microsoft Glass that got canceled, but not canceled. But they don't talk about. I think they're going to talk a little bit of mixed reality. I think yeah. that'll be there. And then, um, honestly, I think we're going to see. I think they're. I, I honestly hope they have a lot of new IPs. I think. Honestly, like after like they got to be careful though because let's face it, Sea of Thieves, like I don't like yes, it has a niche audience, but it's not widespread appeal. I was hyped up for that and I was like, meh. But they need more exclusive, and they can't keep going to the well with Gears, Halo, and Forza. But like, that's the need... thing is, I can almost guarantee you, at this E3, there will be at least a tease for a new Halo game. Which, all right, so can, can I break down for you what I believe the Microsoft conference is going to be? Yes. All right, they're going to come out, and they're going to be like, we know you guys want exclusive games. And so we're going to show you a brand new exclusive built by one of our internal teams here at Xbox. And they're going to tease Fable. Knack 2. They're going to tease Fable. With Playground Games. They're going to follow that up with. Playground Games has also been hard at work. At, in the next installment. Of the best selling racing franchise. Forza Horizon. And then boom. Forza Horizon 4 on the fucking moon. I don't know. Um, so they're going to do that. And then they're going to come back. The power of Xbox One X. Allows us to make a better gaming experience. And that also translates to our older games. And we're going to announce 50 new backwards compatible games, including 15 original Xbox games, 35 new Xbox 360 games, and, you know, 
all of them are going to be enhanced for Xbox One X. Woo! Let's show an indie showcase, and most of these are going to be a console exclusive. And then they're going to come back, they're going to be like... Another one of our teams has been hard at work in the next entry in a best-selling franchise. And boom, Gears of War 5. Teaser. Maybe a little, maybe like a gameplay teaser. Because I feel like they have a better idea for that. Didn't they tease the Gears of War logo in their montage last year? So, so yeah, it makes so sense for them to... Here, here's, here's kind of, you know, the conference is going. We're going to talk about, like, you know, mixed reality. We're going to talk about gaming on Windows 10. We're going to talk about, you know, the cross-buy theoretically this is where you say crackdown 3 is actually coming out here it is november hi um then you know here's a lot of sea of thieves stuff because we really want to convince you the sea of thieves is not dead in the water pun intended um <laughs> and then they come back and like you know we've heard that the pc players really want that classic halo experience this is this is my dream moment okay this is the moment where it's like thank you going. i already know it's going we are bringing the Master Chief Collection to PC this holiday season. Woo! 60 frames up to 4K resolutions. It's the Halo you know and love. And 3 and 4 are coming to the PC for the first time. Halo 2 and Halo 1 Anniversary all coming with the enhancements. Yeah! We're also going to bring Halo 5 early in 2019. But that's not all. The team at 343 has been hard at work on the next entry in the Halo franchise, and we want to share it with you. And it comes out, and they show the next Halo, and everybody's like, you know, hopefully it's not Halo 5. Um, 2019, obviously. Um, is it is it Halo Rabbids? Since they're putting Rabbids in everything nowadays? It's going to be like Halo Retribution or something. Because they don't want to do numbers anymore, so they're not going to call it Halo 6. It's going to be like... You know, uh, wait, wait, wait. What if they spell out six? It's going to be like Halo Reclaimer. Halo Battle Royale. Halo Deception. That's the thing. So, okay. So, Xbox, since Microsoft, you know, PC, PUBG's on there. Like, they got it as a console exclusive. It would call it. Do you think Activision and their Call of Duty come out during Microsoft's press conference? No, they have the Sony's? exclusive deal with Sony. They do for the BR? Oh, they might have some EA stuff. Mixed in there. I'm curious. There might be some EA stuff mixed in in the Microsoft stuff. Because EA has like the... They might show more... um, Whatchamacallit. Um, I was wondering because Rise of the Tomb Raider was on Xbox for for almost a full year. Yeah, but Shadow's not doing that. I know. Well, I was just wondering, well... Or are they going to show Shadow during... Because like, I think it would be kind of cool if they showed Shadow during You know Microsoft, what they did definitely... say, though? One thing that interested me is Microsoft... Uh, Phil Spencer... Somebody asked him about Japanese development, or somebody at Microsoft was like, yeah, Japanese development is really important to us. And, like, they asked if Phil Spencer... Phil Spencer apparently said something like, you know, we want to have a lot of... You know, we're talking to people about, like, a lot of, like, Japanese-inspired RPGs on Xbox. So he might be trying to do a new, like, Infinite Undiscovery thing. Or, if he wants to be real cool, you fucking remaster Lost Odyssey, and then you get Mistwalker to make another game for you that's That's as good as Lost Odyssey. Because that's the niche that they're really missing. Like, other than, like, Enchant. Because, like, I would love to see a 4K Lost Odyssey running at 60 frames, you know? I would like to see that. Did they not um, 1X enhance Lost Odyssey on backwards? I don't think so. The X wasn't out yet. That's true. 
Well, they could always patch it later on. There's some games that were yeah. already back. No, I know. If they decided to. Oh, they might get Cyberpunk. I wonder mm. if they would show that on an Xbox stage or on a PC stage. I don't know. Because they're Xbox. they are definitely bringing Cyberpunk to E3. Well, don't forget they don't they they it, they haven't done like PC get their own press conference in a long time. No, they have the last two years. PC has the PC gaming show. Yeah, it's hosted by uh, um the what's his name uh Day Nine. Oh yeah, no, I watched it. Yeah, it's sponsored by PC Gamer. Because they used to have, like, an actual big conference. Like, it used to be Microsoft, then Nintendo, then PC. Yeah, no, Phil Spencer was on it. Like, the year they announced Gears of War 4, the release date. And they were like, yeah, it's going to release day and date on PC. That's when he he announced the Play Anywhere, I think, on the PC stage back in 2016. So so much I pay attention when I'm even there. Like, I don't even like... like, Well, they had one last year, but that wasn't the big one. But yeah, they had one last year. Like, a lot of PC-only developers did show up there. Uh, Like, Lawbreakers was shown off there. And that's when Cliffy B announced the price on that stage when he talked shit about Overwatch. None of that $60 multiplayer-only bullshit. And, well, a lot of people like that $60 (laughs) multiplayer bullshit for Blizzard. (laughs) People uh, tend to like that a whole lot. And then there's six people playing Lawbreakers. I was going to say, and then uh, how's that other game that's coming out? It's like they tried to compete with uh, Overwatch, and now they're trying to compete with Fortnite and PUBG. Yeah, I wonder, like, I hate when people use Twitch as an indication of, like, oh, dead game, nobody's watching it. But I'm curious how many people are actually streaming and watching Radical Heights. I, I can account for one person who is not streaming it and not watching it at all, and that's me. All right, so I've scrolled down four rows. No Radical Heights. Um, it's because no one cares. Maybe I'm crazy. Hold on, let me just make sure. Oh, shit, is it really not there? Okay, hold on. Radical Heights. The top stream... There are 343 viewers of Radical Heights right now. That might wow. be more than the number of players in Radical Heights right now. <laughs> yeah. um, overall, the amount of people who have played it so far. No, more than people have played it. I played it. I didn't. I, I played it, actually, because we talked shit about it on the podcast. And yeah. I was like, I have to play it. And I was like, this game is too early to even talk shit about. <laughs> yeah. I'm still um, talking shit about it. Yeah. I don't care. That's fine. Um... But yeah, man, I don't know. I was going to do a lot more E3 talk, but I know you have plans, so we should probably wrap this up. Dude, this fancy, it's a dumpling bar. Ooh. And it's not like a bar bar. It's like, you go there and you get like steamed pork buns, like freaking, like giant, like dumplings. Talk dirty to me. Bar. It's, <laughs> and I, I'm just like, the whole time I'm thinking like, is this like, like the, the shop from Kung Fu Panda? Like where they just go in and everyone's getting dumplings? And like noodles, like it says what this place is. Like, oh man, it's like it's like I don't. Can I Uber eat it? Do I gotta go there? All right. Apparently, I gotta go there, and I'm like, oh, I was like, but if they have an Uber Eats option, Mark I gotta is, go there, check it out, and then boom. Mark is going to enjoy the dumpling delights of sunny San Diego. Um, it is actually it's been raining. It, this is day two. It was sunny and ninety today. I know. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier because about the one day where it's like probably yeah. nicer here than when you are or where you are. I mean, well, because it's been so high, like it's yeah. like sixty-seven with rain. I like it. Yeah, because it's a difference. It's not a cold sixty-seven. It's like a right. nice, brisk, like and the rain's warm. So I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Warm rain is nice. 
All you know, right. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of gaming stuff too. I was like trying to think like the whole time. I'm like, oh, well, what else is like? And then I was like, I was trying to think of this game I was playing. It was like in closed beta that I got invited to. And then I was like, really? Uh, this is how bad of an impression it left because I already forgot what it was called. And I finally figured it out because I looked at the PlayStation. I was playing the Defiance 2050 beta. Remember the oh, Defiance on PS3? Oh, I played that. I played that uh, last weekend. Yeah, I didn't. I did not like it. I, I thought it was gonna be a new game. I thought they hyped it up as a new game, but it's like the first game, just free. They just added the DLC. They no, they added the DLC from Defiance into it, and that's it. Oh. And they made it look better, and they kind of changed the engine around in the gameplay mechanics. But other than that, it's the same exact first game. Wow. For the story, anyways. That's it. Hmm. And I was like, really forgot. I was like, ah, oh, what is that game? And I've been actually thinking about it for the last like forty-five minutes because I forgot. Yeah. All right, but um, yeah, let's uh, wrap this up here. Mark, mm. thank you as always mm-hmm. for joining us, joining me. No, no problem. I was going to say, oh, are we Venom now? Yes. <laughs> That's another podcast. Oh, don't even get me started. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your uh, podcast source of choice, iTunes or Google Play Music. Um. Mark, if you want to plug your Twitter, go for it. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Ionve, and that's where I post all my projects and stuff. I got a new little podcast project I'm working out where episode one is actually probably going to go up this Friday. Ooh, fancy. I know. It's <laughs> going to be weird. So, yeah, uh, follow him on Twitter. Check that out. You can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, Chris. Uh, no, halfgen underscore Chris. I don't even remember my own Twitter handle. That's how much I use it. <laughs> um, yeah, half gen underscore Chris. Um, but thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Take it easy. <laughs>